is Michael Cohen, and you're listening to a special Mea Culpa broadcast. On the question of whether or not she was sexually abused by the former president and whether or not he forcibly touched her, the jury has come back and said yes. They have found him liable for sexually abusing and forcibly touching E. Jean Carroll back in 1996. What will it ultimately mean? It's still too early to tell, but the fact remains that as of Tuesday afternoon, Donald J. Trump has been found liable of sexual abuse and defamation in the E. Jean Carroll rape case. So take that in, my friends. Trump has been found guilty of sexual assault and defamation against a 79-year-old New York writer and advice columnist, E. Jean Carroll. You know, as the judge came out and said that the jury had reached a verdict, his clerk was then reading it out. Both, you know, each count, there were a number of questions that they were asked to check a box on. And so as the clerk was reading this, and the first um, count went in E. Jean Carroll's favor, you know, she was holding her attorney's hand, uh, she was looking forward, she seemed to have a sense of relief on her face, and was, was kind of leaning forward, nodding forward, as he continued to read the counts which were going in her favor. You know, he did ask for no audible reaction, so we didn't see or hear anything, you know, exclamatory after it came out, but she looked pleased. And then once the verdict was completed being read, getting awarded $5 million, you know, she gave one of her other attorneys a hug. She was sitting between the two of them. And then after the jury was escorted out of the room, Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, came over and shook E. Jean Carroll's hand, and he shook the hands of all of her attorneys. A federal jury of six men and three women announced their unanimous guilty verdict late Tuesday evening after delivering liberating for just three short hours. The trial lasted two weeks, and while Carol's team came together with 11 credible witnesses, the Trump team came with, well, none, zero, fucking zip, because they thought that disregarding Carol's claims and calling her a liar, that Trump would just walk away scot-free. But not today, Satan, not today. Because today, a jury awarded Carol a cool $4.7 million for her trouble. And Carol wasn't even seeking damages. Carol's attorneys tried to paint this attack as a pattern of behavior. But Trump's attorneys say Carol was trying to profit from a false story and questioned her memory. Trump battling this case along with others ahead of his 2024 presidential run. You don't only have this case. You have other cases right now. Uh, Trump has been indicted on business fraud. There's been talk about um, use of campaign money. And so once you see all of these things coming together, the totality what is that going to mean moving forward? Moments after the verdict came down, Trump jumped on Truth Social, no doubt, to spew some signature toxic bullshit. And I quote, I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. Trump is nothing if not consistent, but it's no longer a witch hunt when a jury of your peers hears your case and decides beyond a reasonable doubt that you're fucking guilty. You can't spin this one. I don't care who you are. That's like saying, oh, great news, great job. I was convicted of, I was acquitted of murder in the first degree, but convicted of murder in the second degree. Spin it any way you want. Okay, great. He didn't rape her. He still forcibly, intentionally, willfully, sexually abused her, put her, put his hands on her and sexual parts. He was found liable. And then the defamation, that's, hey, you lie about saying that this never happened. You 
said something that wasn't true. Five million dollars may not mean anything to him, but reputation-wise, his base may stay, but everyone else headed for the hills. Carol said in her post-verdict statement, and again I quote, this victory is not just for me, but for every woman who has suffered because she was not believed. Calling herself part of the silent generation who didn't speak out when sexually assaulted, Carol was inspired by the Me Too movement to come forward more than 20 years after the incident took place. Carol claims that Trump raped her in a Bergdorf Goodman's dressing room and that after calling two trusted friends, she didn't speak of the horrific incident again until she decided to write about it in her 2019 memoir entitled, What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal. And what did you feel when this verdict came back? I, I, I was actually terrified in the, in the few minutes uh, waiting for it. And um, when I heard the first no, I panicked and thought, um, it wasn't going to be uh, favorable for Eugene, but of course we found out that it was, and uh, I could not be happier or prouder of my friend. And how's this for a weird bit of fate? After Andrew Cuomo resigned as the governor of New York due to multiple charges of sexual misconduct, the new governor, Kathy Hochul, signed the Adult Survivors Act in 2022. The Adult Survivors Act, quote, empowers survivors of sexual offenses to file suit regardless of when abuse occurred. Hochul created a one-year look-back window for survivors to sue their abusers regardless of when the abuse occurred. And it was because of the Adult Survivors Act that Carol was able to bring her case before a jury today. She gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. and. You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. Donald Trump said the following about you, quote, look at that face. Would anyone vote for that? Can you imagine that the face of our next president? Mr. Trump later said he was talking about your persona, not your appearance. Over the course of the two week trial, Trump never appeared in court, but often took to his fake Twitter, the truth social shit to further defame Carol online despite Judge Lewis Kaplan's multiple warnings to just fucking knock it off. Trump kept on calling Carol everything from crazy to fame-seeking and even worse. But no matter how much Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopinas, harassed Miss Carol on the witness stand, the defense team was never able to prove that Carol's version of events was anything but credible. Taco Penis, unaware that times have changed, tried to traumatize Carol by acting like a fucking tough guy and repeating the same question over and over and over again. Why didn't you scream? Well, Taco Pina repeated that relentlessly. I mean, needless to say, the jury was not impressed. Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you scream? Was it cause being raped by Donald is a real woman's dream? When you lured him to the changing room, was that part of the scheme? Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you scream? Unfortunately, or fortunately, Donald said that guys like him can grab. Unfortunately, or fortunately, 
You were the one that Donald chose to stab. Why didn't you yell? Carol's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, delivered a tight and concise case bolstered by the testimony of two of Carol's close friends who gave Carol differing advice on the day of the assault. One said to call the police, while the other said and advised her not to because Trump would bury her in court. Two other witnesses who had been groped by Trump over the years helped to show a pattern of Trump's reprehensible behavior towards women. But Trump himself admitted to being guilty of grabbing women by the you-know-whats in the Access Hollywood tapes which by some miracle was admitted in court and became the focal point of Kaplan's closing argument. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I, I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news, Sarah. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was... And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there, and she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her, she's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. Trump, for his part, did himself absolutely no fucking favor when he showed up for that tape deposition, sporting a rusty colored spray tan and surly attitude towards Roberta Kaplan. And during the questioning, Trump mistook Carol for his former wife, Marla Maples. Here in front of you, a black and white photograph that we've marked as DJT23. And I'm going to ask you, is this the photo that you were just referring to? I think so, yes. Okay. And do you recall when you first saw this photo? At some point during the process, I saw it. I don't even know who the woman. Let's see. I don't know who. It's Marla. You say Marla's in this photo? That's Marla, yeah. That's, that's my wife. Which woman are you pointing to? No. Here. Oh, that, the oh, person okay. you just pointed to was oh, Eugene Carroll. Who is that? Who is this? And the person, the woman on the right is your then wife, I don't Ivana? know. This was the picture. I assume that's John Johnson. Is that Carroll? Because it's very blurry. Trump had famously said that Carroll wasn't his type. When Kaplan pushed, Trump made demeaning comments about her as well, saying that she wasn't his type either. Trump told reporters last week while in Scotland that he was on his way back to the States to defend himself. And Judge Kaplan gave him until Sunday night to come forward. Cowardice got the best of him and he never showed up. Not that I ever thought he would, but there is no defense for the indefensible. And in the case of E. Jean Carroll, well, justice has been served. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who went out of his way to make sure that the result of this trial was as negative as it could possibly be, speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial. We'll be appealing this decision. It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. Will the GOP stick with Trump, the sexual abuser? Or will they listen to the likes of Mitt Romney, who said after the verdict, and I quote, I hope the American people reach the same conclusion as the jury of his peers, which is that Donald Trump should not be our nominee, and he certainly shouldn't be president of the United States. Romney went on to say, someone who's been found to have committed sexual assault should not be the face of the Republican Party. Well, Mitt, 
I agree with you 100% on that. Joining me now, Republican presidential candidate and former Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson. Governor, thank you for being here. When you heard that verdict today, what was your reaction? Well, uh, I've trained as a lawyer. I practiced law for 25 years. Anytime a jury comes back with a verdict, uh, I respect the verdict of the jury. Uh, jury verdicts uh, reflect uh, the community. They reflect America. And uh, they also have weighed, as no one else has, the credibility of the witnesses and the truth of the allegations. And they found unanimously uh, that uh, the allegations of a sexual assault were true. And so I believe we all as a society and as Republicans ought to take that jury verdict very seriously. Uh, to do otherwise undermines our system of justice, which is second to none in the world. And also, it's just simply a reflection of uh, continued indefensible conduct by former President Donald Trump. That's what it means to me. But the E. Jean Carroll case is just the first in what I imagine will be a long line of court battles in which Trump is defeated. Case by case, inch by inch, well, Trump is going down. So be sure to tune in again tomorrow for the E. Jean Carroll aftermath and the entire panacea of Trump's legal woes. But also, here's a newsflash. The feds have filed and just taken in George Santos for criminal charges. And we're going to have a lot more to talk about that in our next episode. So for the moment, thanks for listening and see you tomorrow. Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you scream? Was it cause being raped by Donald is a real woman's dream? When you lured him to the changing room, was that part of the scheme? Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you scream? Unfortunately, or fortunately, Donald said that guys like him can grab. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you were the one that Donald chose to stab. Why didn't you yell? Why didn't you yell? Did you just swoon for Donald due to his magnetic manly smell? Such a heavenly encounter you have now portrayed as hell. But if that were true, why didn't you yell? Unfortunately, or fortunately, a guy like Donald likes to have his way. Unfortunately, or fortunately, sometimes Donald just gets carried away. Why didn't you shout? Why didn't you shout? Trump did what some might call a favor, and now all you do is pout. You've besmirched his spotless character by casting him in doubt. Why didn't you shout? Why didn't you yell? Isn't it true you wrote a book you wanna sell? The question that's supreme, why didn't you scream? Cause if you didn't, he must be innocent. I rest my case. Mea Culpa is brought to you by Audio Up, Midas Touch, and LSJ Media. Written by Jimmy Jelinek and Paula Killen. Our editor and managing producer is Lisa Orkin. Our executive producers are Jared Gustat, Jimmy Jelinek, and myself, Michael Cohen, along with Phil Alberstadt. It may be a new day politically, but nowadays the landscape is more confusing than ever. Donald Trump may have lost the battle for the presidency, but in many ways, Trumpism is still winning the war on the state and local level. Mea Culpa is here to help guide you through the wilderness and keep you informed. 
And let's face it, we all want Trump, Rudy, and the rest of these seditious traitors to see justice. And folks, I promise you, it's coming. So stay tuned as I guide you through the twists and turns of the criminal process that will ultimately see them behind bars. Mea culpa, nothing but the truth.